Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. All right, let's go to 1 John chapter 2. How many know we're in a spiritual battle? Amen? Now, some people are like, yes, it's just a spiritual battle. (laughs) How many know we're seated in heavenly places in Christ? Amen. You know, uh, we quote these scriptures. There are certain, certain you, you actually can get in religious patterns that aren't biblical patterns, but they can feel like they're biblical patterns because there are uh, uh, out-of-context scriptures that people use to paint this picture. So do we know that this world is governed by Satan? Yeah. But where are we told to be depressed about it? <laughs> But, you know, the, the, the scriptures say, talk about the fact that the enemy is in the world, but be of good cheer, right? The, the, Jesus said things like, because he understood our, where we're at in the condition that we're here, in the natural and in, in the influence of the enemy here, but he also understood the condition we would be in in Christ. So we're understanding both these things. That's why we're to walk by what? Faith, not by sight. What does that mean? That means there are two conditions we could potentially walk by. There are two perspectives that could drive the way we think, the way we uh, uh, talk, and the way we act, right? They could lead us a particular way. And, and Jesus said, in this life, you're going to have some trouble, but go ahead and cry a lot and beg me that I do something about it. No, what did he say? He said, be of good cheer for you know Jesus has overcome the world. Now, why say that like that? I'm supposed to be, okay, good for you, Jesus. You overcame. Way to go. Is that what he's saying? No. When you understand covenant, when you understand intercession, he was basically saying, be of good cheer. My victory is your victory. That's what he was saying. And that's the principle of covenant, right? That's the principle of covenant. And I'm not even talking about the message tonight. I'm just sharing with you what I'm going to teach on starting on Sunday. (laughs) The blood of the lamb. Woo. You get into the blood, I'm telling you what. The blood of Jesus is on the mercy seat saying great things about you and me. Because we've received it. Because of the finished work of Jesus. And so we're going to talk about that. But not tonight, even though it would be fun. We'll get into 1 John chapter 2, verse number 2. So last week, we started in verse number 1. And it says this, My little children, my little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have a what? We have an advocate with the Father. Do we have an accuser with the Father? No, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus is our advocate, and Jesus is the Son of God. God is the judge, and we have an advocate to the judge. In other words, Jesus is pleading your and my case of innocence constantly. Now, that, don't get this picture in your mind that he's up there going, Oh, no, no, don't hurt Mike. Don't hurt him, Father. Don't do it. I know he didn't mean to do that. Just don't do it, you know. And God's up there in heaven going, oh, I want to hurt him. Oh, but I can't because Jesus is here. Oh, but I want to hurt him. No, no, no. It's none of that. How many know the Godhead as a whole had the idea of redemption? Okay, they all at the beginning, actually before we ever sinned, they're like, well, we, I want relationship with these people, but we know they're going to screw up, so how are we going to fix it? 
And Jesus, that's why Jesus is called the lamb slain, what? Before the foundation of the world. So he, I'm not saying your sin's okay. I'm just saying he already knew it was there. So that's not the thing that's stopping us from succeeding. The thing from st- that's stopping us from overcoming is not believing in the fullness of what Jesus did for us. Make sense? All right, so we need to own that thing. We need to see Jesus as our advocate, the one who pleads our case uh, with the Father. And Jesus Christ, it says, Jesus Christ the righteous. Then verse number two says this, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins. I love this next part too, and we'll talk about this verse now. And not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Let me read this to you in the Amplified. It says this, and he, that same Jesus himself, is the propitiation. The propitiation means atoning sacrifice for our sins. Who is the payment for my sins? Who's the payment for your sins? Jesus is the payment for your sins. Well, I failed in so many ways. We know. (laughs) Some people need to laugh about it more. Not that we're making light of sin because sin's terrible. It sent Jesus to the cross. But listen, nobody here is fooling anybody else in the room, (laughs) right? We all know that we have areas that are shortcoming, but who's of shortcoming in our lives, but who's the payment for our sin? Jesus is. So you need to remind the devil that he can't make you pay for it. Now, let me ask you a question. If, If I went to the to, to a car dealership and bought you a car. Right. Praise God. Here we go. Come on. I'm in faith too, brother. I'm in faith too. People say, oh, no, that would never. It's happened multiple times in this church. It's, oh, you guys are those prosperity people. Well, it depends on what you mean by that. <laughs> So if I go to the car dealership and I buy you, I buy Mike a Tesla, because he likes Teslas. I know this. <laughs> if you need birthday I- or Christmas ideas for Mike, <laughs> and I buy, and then Mike goes, and the guy's like, "Well, somebody already paid for it." And then Mike goes, "Well, I, I got the money for it." And the guy's like, "No, I, I already, it's already been paid for." And the, but he still tries to pay. How many of you know that's insanity? So why are you trying to pay for what Jesus already paid for? Why would I try to pay? There's only one way that happens. Our thinking's off. We see God as seeing us unrighteous instead of seeing us as righteous. Do you know when God looks at you, he sees you clean. Okay, we need to we need to put this one on because I can I can hear the religious demon squirming. All right, but say this with me. Say, God sees me righteous in Christ. So, how many of your prayers are hindered? So people say, well, then why, why doesn't why what hinders it? Our thinking. We have to get our thinker out of the way. Get it renewed. God is not ignoring your prayers. Most of the time, we're not acknowledging what he did. The scripture says that if we ask anything 
according to his will, he, and if we know he hears us, we know we have the petitions we've asked of him. Have you ever done this? You're like, it doesn't feel like that's working for me. So you kind of read over that scripture really fast. How many have done that? Come on, admit it. You, you're reading in scripture and you're going, well, you know, I, my dad said that, but that worked for that one minister. But, you know, he's, a, he's specially anointed by God and he's God's favorite. <laughs> Except Jesus sees us or God sees us in Christ. Oh, we've got to say it again. It's just not settling in yet. Good, good enough, but it will. You know, you, know how you, you know how you drive a lie out? You pound a truth in. Yes. <laughs> Say it with me. Put your hands right here. Not on me, on you, yeah. <laughs> I'm not asking for prayer. <laughs> but if you do want to pray for me, please do later, but just not now, okay? I covet your prayers. Okay, so say this with me. Say, I am the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. Now, let me ask you a question. How much trouble, how much inroad does the devil have into Jesus? Then how much can he have into you? Come on, none. Good news, none. Amen? Now, people say, well, yeah, but the devil caused Jesus trouble. Yeah, but he didn't win. Well, yeah, but the devil uh, crucified Jesus because Jesus let him. Amen. Christ has made us righteous. He's the propitiation. Let me read this to you in God's word translation. It says he is the payment for our sins. And not only for our sins, but also for the sins of the whole world. People say, well, that means everybody's saved. No, 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 you got to accept it. You got to yield to it. Now, now listen to me. In a sense, everybody has been given salvation. But that does not mean everybody has received salvation. So I'll put it to you like this, just to make it, you know, just to narrow it down and, and keep the thought within context of scripture without losing uh, the, the uh, strictness of the doctrine of it. Let me put it to you like this. Jesus doesn't have to come and die again for a person that got saved last week or that will be saved in the next 10, 20, 30 years. Okay. The generations are already paid for. Come on, the world is trying to, and people actually end up paying for stuff they don't have to because they don't understand what Jesus did for them. I love Jesus. He, he's the best. He's better than all the weed I ever smoked. And I used to sit in cars with everybody passing a, a joint around, and we would roll the windows up. <laughs> people are like how how did that happen to you yeah we called it hot boxing now you might have called it something else i don't know what you called it but we my friend had this car that was broke down and we'd sit outside his house and it was this old gray chrysler and uh it was terrible it was a piece of junk but it, but he got it cheap and it ran until it didn't run anymore and then it just sat there and we called it the moon cricket you say why because we were high and we were stupid. And we would sit in there 
and trap all the smoke in the room or in the car. We'd just sit there. And, and it, was, it was, we thought we were having so much. And then I met Jesus. You cannot pay me to go back. And I have friends that have died way too young because they never quit. Whoo, I'll take resurrection life, righteousness, freedom from condemnation, freedom and deliverance from addiction any day of the week over that miserable life. Amen? It was horrible. We thought we were having fun. <laughs> Sometimes you see those, I've seen those videos on social media. There's this song, and I don't know who sings it, but this girl singing, she said, the devil thought he had me, but Jesus said, you are mine. And these people are posting videos of their former life, and then now, like them being baptized and in church and all this stuff. And I just, you connect with it because I was in that hell, and then Jesus said, oh, you can come with me. I'm like, really? Have you seen me? He's like, yeah, come on, let's go. And then he took me in and cleaned me up. I didn't have to earn anything. That's a good deal. That's a good deal. You know what I lost? Friends that, that didn't really love me. Right? I mean, the, 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 the biggest, I, I, don't ha, I don't wonder if my friends or people at the church are going to, you know, rip me off or stab me in the back or, you know, I don't wonder about that. You know, your good friends that you have in Christ, I don't wonder if they're ever going to try and, you know, uh, make a move on my wife. I don't. I never wonder about it. Now, part of the reason why is, and part of the security of it is, is I have Christ with me. And I got angels. And let me just say this. I know the spirit world. You don't want to tangle with me. Because you're not tangling with me. I don't even have to fight my battles. He fights them for me. I've had demons show up. I've seen them in the spirit. You know what came out of my mouth? The word. And you know where the demons went? See ya. <laughs> I, you just look at the devil and go, you know, it's not long and you're going to be in a lake of fire. You know, I heard Jesse DePlanis say this years ago and I adopted it for a while. Now I just use other scriptures because you, you know, you grow, you learn and God shows you things you're supposed to use. But he said, next time the devil shows up, just say pit, pit, you're headed for a pit. You're headed for a pit. <laughs> Why? Why can we do that with confidence? Because the propitiation, the payment is in. The deposit has been made the heavenly bank account is full. It's full. You're free. You're free. Amen. It'll make you happy. The Living Bible says this. He is the one who took God's wrath against our sins upon himself and, bought us and brought us into fellowship with God. Not only is the wrath gone, I'm now one with God. I said I'm one with him. You are one with him. 
Yeah, but Sean, you don't know. I'm trying to do better. You don't need to try to do better to get your position with God better. You need to do better because then you're salt and light in this earth. And you cut off the devil's access to you out here. But as far as your relationship with God, it's fine. It's sealed. It's vacuum packed. I know, I know, I get it, I get it, I get it. Your head and your body give you problems. I totally understand that. But you got to remember, one-third of you is wall-to-wall Holy Ghost. (laughs) There are no demons in your spirit. None. Zero. Goose egg. Can you imagine Jesus on the couch of your heart? And there's these demons running around in there? I don't think so. They, have you seen in the New Testament what they did when they saw Jesus? They screamed, bucked, yelled, ran for pigs. Right? When they got in the pigs, they didn't like that, so they committed suicide. They did. The pigs ran down the hill and died. They're like, man, we were pigs before. That was terrible. Now we're demon-possessed pigs. It's over. We're out of here. <laughs> we're done. Jesus didn't even apologize for the far- to the farmer, the rancher. He's like, well, the pigs died, sorry. <laughs> we are cleansed. We are sanctified. We are made righteous. The payment is done not only for us, but for the sins of the whole world. Let's look at some of this. Propitiation means this, to atone. Or to do penance for. So do you have to do the penance? Well, that doesn't really fit with some doctrines out there, does it? But it's to do penance for. Jesus paid the price. You don't have to pay. He paid the price. Now, that doesn't mean you should act like a ding-dong. Amen. That doesn't mean you should act like a ding-dong. You should, you should live in righteousness that you possess, but sometimes it takes time, people to, time for people to grow into that. So we give them mercy, right? We give them mercy, but they're still paid for. The idea is that something wrong, this is propitiation, was done and punishment is due, but another pays the punishment due to the offender. Jesus is the satisfaction for my sins, for our sins. Jesus is. He's the satisfaction, propitiation, he's the satisfaction for our sins. So the sin that my sins are satisfied. In other words, when God looks at you, he goes, I'm satisfied. No, it's still not enough rejoicing over this. I'm going to have to sit on this for a while. And I get it. I totally get it. I totally get it. I mean, it is Wednesday night. You could have eaten a big meal before you came. It's not really hot in here, I don't think. It doesn't feel real hot to me anyway. But then also you're dealing with religious mindsets that have been ingrained in people for years. You know, you, you, people, you know, uh, different uh, groups that use the name of Jesus say, yeah, you're saved, but you got to do some stuff after that or you don't get in. That, that defies grace. It defies it. Now, sin is stupid. You should stay away from it. But it's not, your, your faith in Christ is what gets you in. That's it. 
If you go to the gate and go, you know, if, if, if there's a doctrine of this, I don't think there is. But if Peter's at the gate, because everybody likes that. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of jokes around being, Peter being at the gate. But anyway, you get up there and there's like some sort of scale and somebody, and somebody at the gate says, well, why should we let you in? I don't think this happens, but, but I haven't found it in scripture. And you start saying something to the effect of, well, you know, I was at church every week. That's not what gets you in. Well, I never said a cuss word. That's not what gets you in. And I'm not, I'm not saying go try out cussing all you want. I'm just saying, you understand what I'm saying here? I'm just saying that's not what, get, what gets you in. Well, I never, and then we list these things. That's not what got you in. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. If there, listen to me closely, if there was a level to be reached by humanity that could be accomplished by humanity without God's intervention, Jesus never would have come. He never would have come. Jesus saved us because that was the only way. So you can rest wholly on that. Whoa, we made a little progress right there. I felt it. I sensed it in my heart. It's the only way. You say, how do you sense it? Because you guys release inside of you and go, oh, yeah, that's what it is. Well, how do you know that? I don't know. Just do. Part of the office, I guess. It just is there. But there's a release on the inside, a knowing. Well, I'll put it to you like this. How many times did Jesus walk into a place and realize that they weren't going to believe? How many, he, walked into a, he walked into his own hometown, and what did, they, and what did he say? What, did, what ended up happening? No mighty work could be done there. Why? Unbelief. Yep. He knew. In fact, when he saw, when he sensed and watched great faith in operation, what did he do? Whoa, yes. Why? Because it actually is known in here. How many of you have ever done something and you just know inside? Oh, that was the right thing. That was Jesus going, yes. Great faith. That's what that is, that knowing. So propitiation was used in a secular writing for sacrifice that appeased the wrath of an angered God. Some suggest that the New Testament uses it simply to describe a payment for sin, but the usage seems to include the idea that God is justifiably angry at sin. How many think he's not happy with sin? Okay. But his love for us over or, uh, mercy or triumphs over judgment. That's what the scripture says, right? It, it works over the it, it gets over judgment. So even though, yes, there must be a payment for sin, and God knows that, there has to be a satisfaction of the payment for that sin, for the, the rebellion, all of the things that the enemy has done. In the midst of that, what did Jesus, God the Father, and the Holy Spirit do? How can we get around this and still get to the ones we love? We'll pay the price. And that's what Jesus did. He paid the full price. 
Okay, Christ is the divine sacrifice provided by God himself, which makes it possible for the Lord to meet man without wrath. How many are thankful for that? And, and not just, so don't just think, oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna meet man without, he, God's gonna meet us without wrath. That doesn't mean he's gonna come in with a scowl on his face, but he's not gonna zap you with lightning. Think about how Jesus met people. What did Jesus do amongst people? And sometimes people think, well, yeah, it's the Jews. You know, it was in that day, and, you know, they didn't have all the things we have today. No. They had all the things we have today. Just no iPhones. No TVs. But all the sins that are projected and the nasty and the lustful and all that junk that's on iPhones, TVs, and on media and the lies and the news media. Come on, you think they had fake news back then? Oh, come on. In fact, fake news has been around for a long time. Donald Trump didn't think of it. It was in scripture a long time ago. He just, God just used him to make all the hornets mad. You know, to make all the demons, ah, you know, freak out. <laughs> Fake news has been around for a long time. Do you know Paul would go preach in places and the religious people would follow him? And they, it says in the scripture, in the book of Acts, it says that they would, they would find the lowlifes, this is my version, but people in the city and cause them to stir up riots against Paul. What is that? It's Antifa. It's exactly what it is. Uh, I know this guy, and uh, he's a pretty smart dude. And uh, when the whole Antifa thing was going on, he said to me, he, he told me, he said, you know what those people are? I said, what? He said, useful idiots. And the moment they're done with them, and guess what? They're done with them. Now give them their little spot. The devil's just like this. But he's, he can't do that to us. Now he can cause people to come against us, but can he stop our fellowship with God? No. I don't, commit, I don't care if you committed a, a horrible sin last week. You have access to the throne if you'll come boldly. That's good news. It'll make you more than a conqueror in Christ. Amen? If I preach the other side of this, like if I just come at you and just beat you with everything that you're doing wrong, you will never grow spiritually. I won't tell you that what you're doing wrong is good no more than I would say that to myself. There are disciplines, there are renewing of the minds and control of the body that need to take place. But you need to understand that your relationship with God is not based on your performance. It's based on Jesus' performance. And your performance will improve when you understand God's love for you. The things that have controlled you, the things that have bound you, the sicknesses you thought you had to take into yourself for whatever reason, or the thoughts or the crazy ideas or the attacks of the enemy, the oppression, the depression, all those type of things. The more you understand who you are in Christ, you'll stand up and go, no devil, you can't come here. The payment has been made. 
get off my kids, get off my property, get off my money, get off my mouth, get off my body, get away from me in the name of Jesus. You'll do it. You'll get bold. You won't wait for the enemy to attack. You'll stand up and go, Where could, we need to clear out some land here. Where can we go? Because you know who you are in Christ. Amen? So you know what most people do, Christians, because they haven't been taught about what, as far as substitution and what took place here? Most Christians do this. They pray to God or to Jesus that he would do something about it. He's already done something about it. He's waiting for you to put on the whole armor of God. Which is really boils down to put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. That's what it boils down to. The devil doesn't have strength compared to who's in you. Can he attack you? Sure. Can he cause problems in the world? Sure. Does he have ownership of you? No. He doesn't. When you're going through, have you ever walked through uh, something and you, you know you're practicing the scripture? It's through faith and patience. You inherit the, have you ever done that before? I've done it once or twice and I'm going to do it again multiple times. Only my patience level just keeps going up and up and up. And you should see my patience muscles. I mean, you have these guys that are bodybuilders, right? And they, 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 what do they do? They like grease themselves. Yeah, I don't know what they do. It's weird. And then they go up there in that little bitty swim trunk. <laughs> I, don't know what they, I don't know why that has to be that way. It's really disgusting. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> sorry about that. Images are just going to have to be, we remove those right now in the name of, yeah. <laughs> Get out, get out. <laughs> And they grease themselves, and they go out there, and they're judged, right? They got all this muscle, right? Do you ever notice they die like everybody else? Yeah. <laughs> Sooner, yeah. Some of them, man. I, yeah, anyway, okay, so I don't want to get off on that. But in the spirit, when we practice what we believe without seeing it manifest right away, we are bench pressing, we are squatting, we are curling, we are, come on, all the exercises. If, if the Holy Spirit opened our eyes right now in the room and we all saw in the Spirit where we were muscular or where we were flabby, spiritually, or I'll say it this way, where we were developed in areas of the Spirit and not in other areas. My patience bench, my max weight is way higher than it used to be. Way higher. I mean, like I sleep good at night. And guys, I'm telling you, <laughs> I look back over it, Eddie, when you follow the plan of God, how many knows it's not how many know it's not all better roses? Right? I love this stuff. I am in the spirit of prophecy right now. I'm seeing things about people. I'm not going to say anything. But I'll just say this. I'll just say this. Don't neglect leg day. 
In other words, you remember when Leanne was here? And she said, the Holy Spirit spoke to her and said, can you tell they've grown? You know what that means, right? Our max went up. You know what that means? We get to do more. Come on, I want to set records in the spirit for my love walk. For souls saved. Why can we even do that? Why do we even have access to it? Because the payment's been made. The payment's been made. It's beautiful. I'm paid for. It doesn't matter what you think of me. I'm paid for. Or don't think. You know what I mean? Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying that for you. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Get with Jesus. You're paid for. Lord, I believe in your payment. I know I don't look like much today, but just keep that pressure on me, Lord, because one day a diamond's coming forth. Count it all joy when you get to eat turkey day and Christmas with your in-laws. You say, what are you doing? I'm going to the gym, baby. I'm going. I'm going. Come on, am I the only one? I got to be the only one. You, you look so sanctified out there. You're just like looking at me like, I don't even understand what he's talking about. <laughs> leg day. Don't neglect leg day. Isaiah chapter 53, verse number 9, 10 and 10 says this. And they made his grave with the wicked. Come on, they did, Jesus did this. But with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Verse 10, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He put him to grief. He, Jesus didn't bruise, God didn't bruise you. He didn't put you to grief. He put Jesus to grief. He bruised Jesus. When you make his soul, whose soul? Jesus' soul, an offering for sin who was the offering for our sin jesus he shall see his seed he shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the lord shall prosper in his hand what is that propitiation that's payment Romans chapter 3, verse number 25, whom God set forth as the propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. What is that saying? You look at that. What does that mean? That means God was like, I know these things need judgment, but the payment's coming. And so in God's long-suffering, he draws back. He doesn't release wrath into humanity that deserves it, but waits for the payment to show up so that he can show mercy to you and me. Whoo! That's called layaway. In the spirit, glory to God. That means when I was driving high, God protected me because he knew one day I would be sober here. And I didn't deserve it. Come on, you have your story. 
whatever it is. People say, well, I was raised in a Christian home and I never did anything wrong, except for complain about everybody around you <laughs> and whine and complain and gossip. You deserve it just as much as I did when I was high as a kite. Only the difference between you and me is that I was laughing because <laughs> I was high. Sure, I got in fights, but I couldn't feel anything anyway, so what difference did it make? <laughs> Gossip is just as bad. Just as much a sin. I just, you know, we're, there's the other church down the road is so much better. <laughs> You'll get there and find out it won't. It ain't. I've had, I've, and you say, how do you know that? Because I tried it. It don't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> Can't believe the preacher said that. Well, you should know I preach prophetically. Okay, so Jesus is the propitiation not only for our sins, but the, in other words, those of us who accept him by faith, but also for the sins of the whole world. This means that even unbelievers' sins were paid for in the atonement of Christ. What a radical truth. That means it's not individual sins that will send anyone to hell. Their sins have been paid for. It's the sin of rejecting Jesus. That is the sin that is what? Unpardonable. That's it. That's the one. Do you know there are people in insane asylums right now thinking they committed the unpardonable sin? Like, no, like legit. Uh, there are two different ministers that I've heard this from. One was from Brother Hagen, because uh, he talked to a doctor, and they, this person was in an insane asylum, or was a, he was a physician in an insane asylum. And he said, Brother Hagen was talking to him, asking him, talking about, to him about it, and he said, look, the number one thing is most of the people in here think they've committed the unpardonable sin. And here, think about this, now, I'm not condemning those people, but think about this. They're upset thinking they might have done that, which means they care, which means they haven't. If, if someone has committed the unpardonable sin, they'll go, they'll just re, they'll flat reject Jesus. They don't care. They have no care at all about it. They don't even, it's a total rejection of him. Do you see that? Nobody in here has done it. Nobody. How many would, you don't want to hurt Jesus? See, you haven't done it. So you can sleep good tonight. <laughs> 1 Timothy 4.10 says this, For to this end we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially those who believe. John 16, 8 and 9 says, And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they have not believed in me. What is that? Of sin because they've lied. Because what? Again, I'm not saying you should go lie. It's going to cost you. God will still love you, but people will go, it, 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 arm's length. They won't want to hang out with you. Why? Because you're, you're volatile. You're up, down, up, down, left, right. Oh, what is he going to, what are they going to be like today? We don't know. 
What side of the bed did they wake up on? I don't know about you, but I'm always, well, depending on how you're facing the bed, but if I'm laying down, I'm always on the right side. Always. I never wake up on another side unless something tumultuous happened, like an earthquake or, you know, the air mattress, the select comfort bed went haywire in the middle of the night. You know, one to 60, one to 60. And I went flying over to the other side. But that has never happened. That might affect my mood a little bit. Um, <laughs> do you understand what I mean, though? We should be stable as believers. We should be stable. I'm going to stop. Do you know you're paid for? Did I give you enough evidence to see that you're paid for? God is not looking to destroy you. Guys, listen to me. Even in correction, the correction is not for your destruction. Man, we got to get this, especially in this church. Now, I, can, I know this in general by, uh, by talking to other pastors and, and ministers and stuff like that. But I'm telling you, because somebody corrects or somebody, uh, you know, uh, instructs somebody on how they should be, whether it be a friend or from the pulpit or one of your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that speaks to you about an area of your life. Listen, they're not judging you and criticizing you. They're trying to help you. Amen. Well, they could do it nicer. Well, you could receive it better. <laughs> Come on. I went to that church and they tried to tell me how to parent. You're not, if they're giving you scripture, you're not saying that to the preacher. You're saying it to Jesus. Now listen, does that mean Jesus will stop loving you? No, he'll go, I love you. Bless your darling heart and stupid head. <laughs> People don't even like that. We really need to toughen up. I thought we lived in Montana. I didn't think we lived in California. Where everybody needed a safe space. Last time I checked, we were born with calluses around here. <laughs> well, don't, you know. How did I get off on that? That's all free, and none of it was in my notes. <laughs> do you understand what I mean, though? Do, do you th consider this with me? We want to be strong, right? We don't want to be Christians that, you know, f just flop around and are pushed up and down by every wind and wave of doctrine, right? We want to, and, and every circumstance. Guys, listen, you should not even be moved if Trump doesn't win in 2024. You shouldn't be. What if they steal the election again? Oh, it's irritating. But listen, we're saved. Last time I checked, there's some dude, he's a king, coming out of heaven with an iron scepter. That's what I read. And it, you think elections are, are bad now. Wait till you see how he cleans things up. 
They'll come at well, you know, in our democracy, he'll say, welcome to the theocracy. And I'll go, yeah, who, 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 the theocracy. We're going to make the world great again. You watch. (laughs) And we're going to keep it that way for a thousand years. And by that time, it won't matter anyway, because I'll have a glorified body. And I will be busy after the kingdom. <sighs> I think we might have a rapture. <laughs> okay, I better stop. Okay, let's pray. Father God, we just thank you. Lord, we thank you that the payment has been made. <sighs> Lord, we are paid for. Satan, we bind you in Jesus' name. Your lies, your demonic influences, your harassments over the minds of of God's people. And we plead the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that you are doing a mighty work in every person in this church. Every person in this place. And Lord, that we are rising up in you, in our understanding to the reality of who we are in the spirit. And how you see us. Father, you are not rejecting us. You are not shutting the gates to us. We can come boldly to the throne of grace. We have been made one with you through Jesus Christ. Thank you for that, Lord. We believe you. We believe that. We receive it. We take it to ourselves. Our sins have been paid for. We are righteous in Christ Jesus. We thank you that you're meeting needs and supplying all. We thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.